Good morning. Welcome to Sydney United Methodist Church and also welcome to those viewing us on the Facebook live stream. If you want to stand for our hymn of gratitude, it's found on page 556 of the hymnal. Now thank we all our God. standing for our affirmation of faith responsive reading uh, that's Psalm 77 verses 1 2 and 11 through 20 the Pew Bibles Old Testament page 503 I cried out to God for help I cried out to God to hear me I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is as great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, O God. The clouds poured down water, the skies resounded with thunder, your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the world, your lightning left the world, the earth trembled in the earth. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, through your footprint, though your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock. You may be seated. Today's announcements are, are found on the back page of the bulletin. For Sidman, Sunday through Thursday, July 24th through the 28th is Vacation Bible School from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Charge announcements, uh, July 3rd will be Holy Communion, wear right, white, red, white, and blue. July 17th, is, there's a picnic at the Parsonage at 2 p.m. Any other announcements? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hear last week to thank you to everyone who helped souls um, prepare eight whole blood and clothes. It was a huge success. We made over $1,300 so far. Um, 
still some pierogies left if anybody's interested in buying some frozen ones. Um, any other announcements? Okay, if the children want to come forward for the children's message. <coughs> You're in school though, right? Yes. You're what grade are you going to be in? Kindergarten? Oh, wow. Well, when, when we're in school, you two know this already. When you're in school and you learn things, what do you use? A book. You, you have a math book? You do who? A math book? Uh, how about the uh, history book? Do we have a history book to learn about the history of the world and of America? Do they teach history of America? They do? Do they make us out to be good or bad? With all the publicity I hear, it's the, op the opposite of what they're teaching. Uh, and and uh, uh, what do we do when we want to learn things about God? We go to another book. And what's that book called? The Bible. This is how we learn about God. Do you have a Bible? Or do you have access to a Bible? You can get to a Bible. You can get to a Bible. So that if he can get to a Bible, you can get to a Bible. But you can't read it. Well, you'll learn how to read and then you'll be able to... Uh, you're, you am reading. He am, he am, he am reading. Okay. Uh, 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 if you want some place to, uh, to start and read, go to uh, the book of Matthew and, and go to chapter 5 and read the Beatitudes. That tells you how, how, to, li how to live. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, where's the one that I want? The, uh, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You know, it, it doesn't make any difference now whether you understand it or not. You will as you get older. You will as you're able to read a little bit more. I forgot to, uh, can, you, can you get the candy and bring it down for me, please? Are you two going to come up today for the offertory? And you don't know. Because I, I got something in there just for you. All right, let's, let's take a candy and then I'll pray for you. If it's chocolate, don't take it. Leave it there. I didn't say that on the internet. No. You children can take whatever you'd like to take. But if it's chocolate, don't touch it. What'd you think? M&M's? Can I switch it for some of these green uh, uh, pop? There we go. That's better. Okay. okay. Skittles, good choice. And whatever you think is those things. Good choice. Yes. Okay. Let me offer a prayer for you. Our gracious God, we thank you for these young people who are here with us today. We ask that you be with them and bless them, look after their, their lives, their journey in their lives. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And everybody said, Amen. Okay. We'll be seeing you shortly. Oh, thank you. Come stand and join in singing the hymn of thanksgiving, uh, How Great Thou Art, found on page four in the hymn. <laughs>
Let us enter into our atmosphere of prayer and we'll raise our voices up to God Almighty so he can hear what's on our mind. Almighty God, we come into your presence this morning being humbled before you and asking for your forgiveness for our waywardness this past week. We ask that we treat others the way we would want to be treated. We ask that we be given the courage to take your word to the outside world. We thank you for the blessings that you have given the members of this congregation during the week. We thank you for the prayers that have been answered. And finally, we thank you for the fellowship we share with each other. We pray for the law enforcement personnel, the military, especially Second Lieutenant Carl Smith, and for the health workers. We pray for the leaders of our country and community. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We offer our prayers for Ed and Kathy for their well-being and better health. We pray for a four-year-old boy who may need brain surgery. It could have happened by now, but it could do more damage than good. So the parents were afraid of the decision that they were asked to make. We pray for the decision that they are facing and it turns out to be for his good. We've been asked to offer a silent prayer for a member of our congregation. We pray for people who are traveling, who are going on vacations. We pray for a safe journey, an enjoyable time at their location and a safe return trip home. We pray for the Kaiser family, Alan and his children, for the loss of his wife, his wife, Verdine and their mother. We pray for the, 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 the entire family. We pray for Matt, Taylor, and Sydney, who are down in Honduras on their mission trip. And today they're spending their time at the beach. We pray for, we offer prayers for a program that's trying to expand the Bible to school. In the, in the beginning of the school year, they hope to expand to include more schools. We pray for their, their, their success. They're doing, doing quite well. We pray for Joyce. She is suffering with a, a, a bad rib and shortness of breath. She will be going to the Cleveland Clinic in July next month. We pray for Roseanne and Tom Burkett. And we pray for Jean Evaco. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came to the people while we were praying, let them take this time to say the name out loud. Dear Lord, let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now would our ushers come forward for the presentation of our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings.
Our gracious God, we're here with you today with two, two young people who are following you and presenting to you the tithes and the gifts and the offerings that come from the members of this congregation. We thank you for all of this. We ask that it be used for the spreading of your word throughout the community and for the sustaining of the church here in Sidman. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and we all said together, Amen. Very good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, please be seated. The expression on his face is a little different than the last time he came up. We have a third plate there. We did have a third plate up here, just in case. But we didn't have to use it today. Well, our reading for the day comes from the Second Kings. Second Kings, verses, uh, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. When the Lord was about to take up Elijah up to the heaven in a whirlwind, whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elijah said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elijah replied. So be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elijah. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two, them, the two of them walked on. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elijah then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. Words to live by, the words of God. Thank be to God. So this is a, a, a known as the Elijah farewell tour. I hope I made a difference between Elijah and Elisha. Uh, when I first preached on this in preaching school, I said, Elisha. And the pastors jumped on me for it. It's not Elisha, it's Elisha. Elijah and Elisha. 
Just the, just the last three letters are pronounced different. Well, Elijah and Elisha were traveling to Gilgal. Gilgal was the first campsite of the Israelites after they crossed the Jordan River. It represents a new beginning. Elijah knew he was going to be taken up by God, so this was his final farewell tour. Elijah was taking Elijah to visit sites that were of meaning to the Israelites. Elijah was training Elijah for his future role. So he started him at the beginning, Gilgal. Elijah was testing Elijah by telling him to stay behind to see how bad Elijah wanted this. Elijah passes with flying colors because he tells Elijah that he will not leave him. Elijah, accompanied by Elisha, proceeds to the next destination, Bethel. Bethel was where Abraham first built an altar to the Lord. Bethel was where Elijah instructed Elijah the importance of prayer and how to pray. Everything begins with prayer. Elijah was testing Elijah again by telling him, stay behind when he proceeds to the next destination. But Elijah tells Elijah that he will not leave his side. Next we find ourselves where we will learn how to fight battles. The battles of life that we all face. We're in Jericho, the site of the first battle the Israelites had to fight after crossing the Jordan. Again, Elijah told Elisha to stay behind when he proceeded to his next destination. Elijah again tells Elijah that he will not leave his side. Finally, they have reached Elijah's final destination, the Jordan River. This is a place of death, physical death as well as death of self. Elijah parts the Jordan River, reminding us of Moses parting the Red Sea with his mantle, his stole, that they would wear around their neck. So he and Elijah could walk safely on dry ground to the other side. Before the Lord was to take up Elijah, he asked Elisha if there's anything he could do for him. Even though Elijah wasn't Elijah's son, he asked for what the eldest son would receive as his inheritance. Elijah says that it's not up to him, it's up to God. However, if Elijah would see Elijah being taken up into heaven, Elijah's request would be granted. Elijah saw a chariot of fire and horses in fire come in a whirlwind and take Elijah up to heaven. So Elijah's request was granted. The chariot in a whirlwind represents divine support and deliverance. Fire is used quite often in the Old Testament representing God. Elijah is still uncertain if he had received his double portion of Elijah's spirit until he took Elijah's mantle, Elijah's mantle and struck the water which parted for him to return to the other side. Sometimes you must go through tests, trials and tribulations to see if what you really want is what you really want. Too often we're stopped short of getting what we want because we give up and settle for what's second best. There once was a young person who joined an organization known as the New York Skyliners Senior Drum and Bugle Corps from New York City. They were one of the top senior drum corps in the country. For 12 years or more, he watched this corps and many other corps from the stands in Baltimore's Memorial Stadium, where the Orioles and the Colts used to play and where the Colts used to be from, Baltimore. Sitting in the stands watching these corps over many years, he never thought that one day he would become a member of this national and world championship organization. 
And after spending Friday night, as well as all day Saturday, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, learning his spot in the drill, we're all dressed, it's time to go, go showtime. The drum major comes to me and tells me that I can't march in the show. He had a legitimate reason. After the show, driving home with some other members, he, he, they told me that this was done to new members. They want to see if you really want to march with the New York Skyliners. Some never returned. This young person did. And this young person was me. 51 years ago. An afterthought. I marched the following week in the March of Champions in Baltimore, Maryland, in Memorial Stadium, where I watched for 12 years or more drum corps compete for first place. My whole family was there to see me march in my first show as a New York Skyliner. By the way, we won for the first time that summer and never lost again that summer. We won the DCA World Championship and continued to win until the end of the next summer. It turned out to be one of the highlights of my life. In reading this, this, this story yesterday while I was pedaling my bike at the Planet Fitness, uh, it was like, it was starting to bring tears to my eyes. It's like, am I going to be able to get through this uh, tomorrow? Uh, and this is only the uh, tip of, of, of the stories that I have about how I got into the Skyliners and what took place and blah, 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 blah. Uh, well, I could run, run. I was home, knew I was going to Baltimore for school, Peabody Conservatory Music one of the top three music schools in the country, and my mother is rubbing my back. And she said, why don't you think about joining the Yankee Rebels? That was the senior drum corps in Baltimore, Maryland. So, okay, so I wrote them a letter, and they said, yeah, come on down to a first rehearsal in September. That was in 68. So I marched with them 68, I marched with them 1969. 1970, I took off, because I went to summer school. So in 1971, I went to the their first show, the fanfare, Fresh Air Fanfare in Bridgeport. I lived in New Haven. And I, I asked, hey, I want to come back. And the director, who was a friend of mine, said, I have to ask the music arranger, Truman Crawford. And he said, no. So he said, no. He was mad because I wasn't there in 1970. Uh, so I joined the New York Skyliners by default. They never beat us. The closest they got was maybe second place, maybe if that high. We always beat the living daylights out of them and everybody else there. We, we were, we were we, it's the first time it took place, we were using arch, arch instead of straight lines because the Skyliners couldn't march. They were not known for a marching drum corps. They were known for a horn. They could play those horns and they could blow the living daylights out of the crowd. They were that loud. And so the, and the judges didn't know how to judge us. It took a whole year for them to realize, stand in the center of the arch and see if everybody's evenly spaced. And they started, because we were winning by two or three points with every, because all the other corps were marching in straight lines. I mean, the crowd can see that that line's not straight. Where with us, you couldn't tell because we were marching in arcs, arcs throughout the, throughout the entire, entire, entire ship. But it was quite a, uh, an experience. I went from the gentlemen of the South, the Yankee Rebels, to the hoodlums of New York City. <laughs> we had drug addicts, heroin addicts, cocaine addicts, uh, criminals. Uh, but you were, you were well protected by the people around you. Anybody from another corps tried to mess with you, look out. My brother-in-law stayed with the Yankee Rebels because he still lived in, in Maryland. And we would meet before the contest and talk. He would be in uniform and I would be in uniform. When he would go back, they wouldn't talk to him because they saw him talking to somebody else, a, a New York Skyliner, me. 
because they didn't know why I became a New York Skyliner. They just said, well, he could have come back to us, but he didn't. He went to another car. I didn't come back because of your, the horn instructor. That's why I didn't, didn't come back. But it, it was a magnificent uh, experience. I was very, very nervous going in for the first time and marching on, in Memorial Stadium with the New York Skyliners, because we were competing. The other years that I marched in Memorial Stadium, it was with the Yankee Rebels. It was their show, so they didn't compete. But it was the best place out of all, from June until Labor Day, that we would march in. It was a professional stadium. All the other things were high school football fields and all this sort of stuff. This was a professional uh, a stadium that, that we marched in. And you had to be careful because the, the mound went like this. So you had to be careful while you were, while you were marching, marching in that. Uh, about 10, 12,000 people were there. My mother, my father, my brother, his, uh, his uh, fiance, and uh, my nephews, they were, all, they were all there. And the Skyliners hadn't won prior to that. So we all were surprised when they announced, when they announced, you know who's won when they announced second place. And in second place with a score, blah, 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 blah. From, and they announce it, and then the crowd goes, well, because they know who won. They're not clapping for the second place score. They're clapping, oh, we know who won, hey! And then all of a sudden, it gets quiet. And in first place, with a score of, and then everybody listens for their score, 92.4. <gasps> 92, my goodness, they beat the other core by two, four points. That's 20, 20, 26. From the New York City to New York Skyliners. And the crowd would go crazy, and of course we would go. We weren't supposed to do anything. We were supposed to come to attention and stand there. But that wasn't the Skyliners. We would, you know, tap each other on the shoulder going. <laughs> trash talk the other cores that were next to us. Ah, we told you we'd beat you bums. You guys are no good over there. And then the same way on, 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 the, on the other side. So it, it was quite a, uh, 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 an experience. And then when they announced that we were, uh, we'd won the, uh, 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 the, the D in Rochester, New York, Labor Day weekend, when we won the DCA National Championship. Uh, you can't get any higher than that in the drum corps, drum corps world, senior drum corps world. There's a senior corps and a junior corps. I decided to go to the senior corps because they're more power. The junior corps doesn't have the power. They're able to execute m moves and things and move fast and all that stuff because they practice every day. They're on a tour throughout the entire country. The senior corps, you only get together maybe twice a week. And we would practice under the Triborough Bridge where I was told is where the Mafia would drop their dead bodies. That's where we would have, we would have rehearsals. The Triborough Bridge, traffic gone by and there'd be the Skyliners down there uh, uh, marching. It was uh, uh, quite the, uh, 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 a good, good experience. The, uh, the last story, <coughs> our drum major was Walter Winkleman. I saw him in his first show when I was seven or eight in my hometown, out of Grace, Maryland. He was their new drum major, 1950-something. And then here I'm, and it became a legend. And here I'm in his core, he's the drum major. And uh, he's standing next to the drum major for the Reading Buccaneers from the state of Pennsylvania, the Reading Buccaneers. Uh, Frank Ferreira, he was a high school band director. And a young kid came up to him and offered his apologies for showing up 15 minutes late to rehearsal. And Winky started laughing, and the other drum major said, what are you laughing about? He said, 15 minutes, we call for a rehearsal at 9 o'clock. We're lucky if we're able to get started by 11. <laughs> when I was with the Yankee Rebels, and we would go somewhere, there'd be a trash can in the front of the bus with iced beer, okay? Uh, and sandwiches. It's all provided for you. On the way home, they never won anything except they won the, the American Legion National Championship because nobody could afford to fly from here to Portland, Oregon. Uh, and the Skyliners, we didn't go by bus. We had to go by individual cars. Nothing was provided for us. If we wanted a sandwich, we had to go out and buy a sandwich. If we wanted something to drink, we had to bring it, bring it with us. That was the way the New York, the New York Skyliners were, were cheap. But one thing, they were darn good. 
because nobody got close to us during those uh, during those years. And it was uh, it, it was a good feeling walking through the crowd in your uniform and bumping into people from the other drum corps, knowing that you don't have a chance. You don't you don't have a chance. You're out there trying. You you guys are, are are working for second place and third place. First place is already taken. It's already decided. We know who's going to win. So, and we went out and we won everything. Well, you must never ever give up for what you're striving for. If you want it bad enough, you will go through anything and be ever persistent in pursuing your goal. To be in the presence of God will require hard work, courage, and persistence persistence on your part. Let us pray. God of guidance and growth, we rely on you to teach us your ways so we can live a life that is pleasing to you and brings praise and glory to your name. Let us be humble enough to accept your ways over our ways. May our ways become your ways and we follow them throughout our lives. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our hymn of guidance, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, number 26 in your hymnal. May you be ever persistent in pursuing your goal of spending eternity with your God. 
To be in the presence of God will require hard work, courage, and persistence on your part. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen.